0: Hey, welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And uh, this is not Matt Stewart. This is Seren Mana.
1: We're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. We're doing live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart's in both those cities. And we're also doing our stand-up shows, uh, Dry Dryer. Is that right?
0: That is correct. Uh, Who Knew It's with Matt Stewart's and also Dry Dry in Sydney at the Manning Bar and in Brisbane at the beautiful Powerhouse.
1: Oh, so good. And we're, you're doing the Who Knew It's at the Chippo and at the Good Chat Comedy. Anyway, we'd love to see you there. It'd be fantastic. Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and this week I'm joined by Saren Jayamana, Jess Perkins and Dave Warnicke.
0: Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi, I'm Saren. <laughs> Do we have to say hello in the correct order? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, now, now you I'm go Jess. first, Seren. Oh.
1: Hello. Yeah. Now Jess, please. Hello. And Dave. Hello. <laughs> Fantastic.
2: Matt, congrats on a new podcast. Oh,
1: thanks so much. Hugely
2: exciting. I'm really proud that for your first episode, you went bold with your guests. Yes. And you just went, well, I'll do um, Jess because we're staying in the same place. Um, Dave's here and Seren lives nearby. Yes. <laughs> so
1: and I have good. been staying you live with Seren, with Seren <laughs> for a
0: week. The one person you know in Sydney. Good no, but
1: be. I could have started this podcast at any time. This is my dream team selection. And I picked to do the first episode now when you were all available Thank in the same you. place. Could not have I could not have wished for a better really? three guests. So it's
2: all downhill from here on your new podcast. <laughs> Which
1: is a shame, but yeah, that's a where bold, we're at. So
2: I'm just saying it's a bold way to start, okay. that's all. Yeah.
1: How how are you all doing? I've written that He's down going to s- yeah. uh welcome, how are you? Oh, that's-
3: is this the the game show host Small Talk with yeah, the contestants? Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, going well, thank you. Uh, my name's Dave. Uh, I'm from <laughs> Melbourne, Australia, and uh, I am a university lecturer. In my spare time I sell small cars. <laughs>
2: Are they, hang on. Sorry. I have questions. Are they like toy cars that, or just like yeah. two-door cars yeah, exclusively? Yeah. That like like, you know, a gets. Okay, yeah. Something like is that. It, but Quite is it a two-door a gets or yeah, like a, a full-size gets? It's a full-size And it's gets. how many doors are on the gets? <laughs> uh, there's only one. <laughs> a one-door get. Yeah,
3: I sealed the other one shut.
2: Okay. Entry via
3: the boot. The boot's yeah. a door,
2: right? Yeah, that's usually okay. Okay, like, like, a five-door car it's but a yeah. boot, you're like, well that's not fucking helpful, is it? Fine.
3: It's got four doors. I sealed one
2: door shut. Are we swearing on this?
1: Sure. I feel like I've lost control of the show early. (laughs) Immediately. So you might be wondering how this show works.
2: Hi, I'm Jess. I'm from <laughs> Melbourne. I'm 21. I'm a Virgo and I'm here to find love.
1: Okay. Ow. Well, I really need to explain the show before I book guests in future. <laughs>
0: Saren, now you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Saren. I'm from Sydney and uh, I study small cars.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh my no God. wonder you're so curious about what field Dave was talking no, about. But the toy com- variety. Okay. Uh, it's,
3: a, it's not a match. That's a no from me,
1: Burjo. It's
2: not a matchbox. Car.
3: Please
1: allow me to explain the show uh, to you, to you guests, and also to the listeners at home. So how it works is, I ask a question, and the contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. Then I read the fake answers as well as the real answer to our contestants, and they have to pick which one they believe to be correct. Does that make some sort of sense? Yes. It becomes clearer as we go, okay? Yeah, for sure. So, each of, uh, each of these guests here, you've all got a way to communicate your answers with me. I've seen you've all got these sort of pocket sort of computer devices. Oh, I was actually going to go with telepathic. Okay.
2: <laughs> I was going to get my pigeon to bring it over to you.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you Ooh, can... <laughs> I was wondering why you had pitch here, but that's great. I was going to go uh, with some
0: smoke signals.
1: Okay. I'm going to
2: scream it at you. Well, that,
1: that's the only one that will make the game harder. Okay. Well, that's- I think this fire that I've lit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, he's fine with the fire. We have a limited amount of time.
1: Okay. So, here is the first question. This one comes uh, from listener Michaela from Awabakal Country here in New South Wales. So, each of the questions has been written by a listener, which is weird as this is the first episode, but um, this is part of the Dugan podcast network, and our Patreon supporters have um, given us these questions. So, first question is What is a nitty-noddy? What is a nitty-noddy? nitty-noddy. So, you've each got to write an answer, send it through to me, and uh, you know, make it as convincing as you like probably the more convincing the better. That's how you're going to win points. Um, And while you're writing your answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So contestants will get one point if they correctly guess the answer and another point if the other contestant guesses their fake answer. So that really means that there are three points up for grabs uh, each round. By the way, I'm also playing as the house. I've put in two of my own fake answers uh, for each question, usually with the listener slash suggesters help and i get a point for each one of those that our guests choose so i've also got uh three points up for grabs so let's see have they got their answers in jess perkins has locked in an answer seren has got an answer in and dave Warnicky. Oh, for a second there, I panicked and thought I'd message
3: this definition to someone else on Facebook. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, and Dave, and I'm like, I've sent it. Oh, man, ah, no, I swear. <laughs> just like to someone I haven't spoken to in years. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> to Stu Matthews.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stu Matthews from uh, the Science Hour. It's something that no one would understand. All right. The answers are in. Are you ready? That's yes. for question number one. What is a nitty-noddy? Is it a dollhouse for naughty dolls? A hair detangling device? A tool that helps wind yarn? A Danish gnome? Oh. <laughs>
3: We've lost him already. So quick. Straight him. away. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, no, this could be the real answer. This could be the
3: real answer. <laughs> Have you ever read the real answer before? Because it could surprise you, like this. Surely. That's right.
1: I haven't read all the. I haven't read any of the answers out um, before. So this could be the real answer. Is it a Danish gnome often depicted wearing a sack? <laughs> Is it a fancy hat that was known to make some wearers nod their heads due to its hefty weight, Ooh. or was it a fool or idiot? Okay, so the options are for Niddy Noddy, is it a dollhouse for Noddy dolls? A hair detangling device? A tool that helps wind yarn? A Danish gnome, often depicted wearing a sack? Is it a fancy hat that was known to make some wearers nod their heads due to its hefty weight, or was it a fool or idiot? Because one of these is correct. Um... <laughs> How uh, do you have so many answers, by the way? <laughs> there's too a, many.
0: So, so, you, three three yeah. so <laughs> you've
1: given us three. There's the correct answer. And then the house is also oh, thrown into it. So the there's the six supply. possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's thrown one, an extra one to try and what throw One of those, I
0: didn't know if it was just the one long
1: oh, a f- answer. A fool or? or idiot is one answer. Yeah, okay. Okay, so oh, yeah, Jess, you right. want to go first? I'm, yeah. I'm one.
2: going between the, there's a yarn one and a hair detangling one. Yep. I think I'm going between those. Okay. I'm going to say... Hair detangler Hair
1: detangler for Jess
0: I I think it's going to be A fool or idiot
1: Fool or idiot I wish it was a Danish gnome (laughs) And what's
0: wearing 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 again The Danish gnome
1: No often Not always Often (laughs) depicted (laughs) Wearing a sack Beautiful detail
3: (laughs) I I was also thinking Hair detangling That's fantastic So I'm going to lock that in too
2: it see. just feels like, you know how, like, you, you see products that are quite useful, but they have funny, silly yeah, names? Like, like, you're like the a- ShamWow. Yeah, or like it,
3: you like like, it's something that what's <laughs> new would have stocked in the totally.
2: early 2000s. It's a nitty-noddy, and it's like, detangles your hair. Or okay. spins yarn. One of the two.
1: Okay, so, uh, let's go through the answers. A dollhouse for naughty dolls was Saran's answer. Ooh. Uh, then we had a Danish gnome, often depicted wearing a sack. That was <laughs> Dave's answer. Yeah,
2: that was no <laughs> surprise. Having played this before and Dave has made you laugh like that three times now.
1: We've, we've practised this game a few times on the on the Patreon feed. If you do like it, uh, sign up. Patreon.com slash do go on
0: That was the answer that I thought was one answer. I thought it was a Danish gnome often depicted wearing a sack as a hat. <laughs> <in> ways, <laughs> a little
1: bit too... Gotcha. Right, yeah. And uh, that was uh, Michaela's one, the fancy hat one. Oh, that's okay. a good one. Then we had... <laughs> A fool or idiot, which Saran guessed, that was Jess's. So, one point for Jess there. Then it's down to Jess's too. You were right. (laughs) It was was one of the hair detangling device or the yarn tool. Unfortunately, the correct answer was the tool that helps Ah. wind yarn. No. No. A hair detangling device was also Michaela's answer. Okay, the house. Great work, Michaela. So, the house gets two points there. Jess gets one. Damn that evil house. And uh, Dave and Saran both yet to score. Here comes question number two. This one comes from Darcy Nugent in Geelong, writing, which of the following is a real Tism song? So Tism's a, a Melbourne band. Uh, you've basically got to come up, just got to write a fake name for a, a Tism song. For some context, here are some names of their singles that they released over the years, including He'll Never Be an Old Man River, Everyone Else Has Had More Sex Than Me, Greg the Stop Sign, and Defecate on My Face. So, there's some examples of the kinds of song titles you could be going for. Uh, so, we're going to end up with five fake Tism song names, and you're going to have to guess what the real one is. While you're writing those out, uh, here's some more information on Niddy Noddies. According to Woolery.com, the Niddy Noddy is an essential piece of spinning equipment used for winding yarn into skines. To measure how long your skein or skine is, your nitty-noddy will measure the length from end of the arm diagonally to the next, then multiply it by two. An 18-inch nitty-noddy will wind a skine that is one yard in length. If it is a yard long, then the skine will be two yards long. I think that clears things up nicely Absolutely.
3: Thank you for that. Definition. I love
1: Skyne. Michaela wrote this. Uh, Traditionally, the nitty-noddy was used to the rhythm of a song, the opening line of which ran nitty-noddy, nitty-noddy, two heads and one body. <laughs> so that's how people in the olden days would use a nitty-noddy while singing, oh. I guess. <laughs> I thought you... Yeah, okay. You thought I was losing my mind? Well, I thought you would thought that people in the olden days had two
0: heads and one body.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I guess that's that's probably also true. True. Yeah. Bonus point for Saru. Great. All right. So here is question number two. Watching these guys to see their reaction. Oh, that's clever. <clears throat> so the question is Which of the following is a real Tism song? Is it sometimes I feel like that little bar you use to separate your groceries from the groceries of the person who beat you to the checkout? <laughs> Is it a mid-Daryl summer's night's dream? Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Is it the blister on my arsehole is married to my (laughs) step-cousin? Is it fat boy Slim Dusty? Is it the tyrannical reign of King Willie Wheaty? Or is it Hemingway's dad had it cut out for him? Okay, so you've got six options there. Do you need to hear any of them again?
2: Yeah, all
3: of them, I think. <laughs> yes, from the top, please. Okay, sir. so
1: you got Sometimes I feel like that little bar you use to separate your groceries from the groceries of the person who beat you to the checkout. Is it a mid-Daryl summer's night's dream? <laughs> is it the blister on my arsehole is married to my step-cousin? <laughs> is it fat boy, slim, dusty? Is it the tyrannical reign of King Willie Wheatie? Or is it Hemingway's dad had it cut out for him? My goodness. Okay. Who's going first on this one? Um, uh, would you like to go first, Seren? Okay. <coughs> mm-hmm.
0: I think it's the um, uh, Midnight D- Daryl Summer stream. Yeah. That's so funny.
1: I think,
2: it's, I think it's that or Slim Dust, the Slim Dusty one. Because they did do a lot of that sort of...
1: Yeah, portmanteau sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So you're locking that
3: one in? Yeah, I'm going to lock I'm that gonna in. I'm going to go with the King Willy Wheatie.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. I'm do, gonna, you, I'll do you go remember slim King, Dusty King
1: Willy one. Weedy? Yeah, because it was the mascot for Uncle Toby. Uncle wasn't Toby's Weedy's breakfast but I feel cereal. Like
2: Matt was talking about that recently.
1: I was. Yeah, I reckon I was too. He was also talking about Daryl Summers. No, he that's loves true. He <laughs> yeah, always talks about Daryl Summers. And the blister on my arsehole. So <laughs> it is hard to know. All right. I'm so.
2: going to say I'm going to say Slim. Oh, did you already just taken?
1: I thought you locked it in. You're locking it in. Yeah, I'm locking it. Great. in. Great. Fat Slim Dusty. Yeah. So I mean these. I would believe that all of these could have been Tism Absolutely. songs. Uh, the Sometimes I Feel Like That Little Bar You Used to Separate Your Groceries from the Groceries of the Person Who Beat You to the Checkout. That was Saran's. That's a good oh, one. That's good. It's a good song. That's, um,
0: it's also all the lyrics to the song.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I also yeah, had a nice. few songs that were very long. Uh, song titles very long like that as well. Yeah. Uh, the blister on my arsehole is married to my step-cousin. That was Jess's.
2: <laughs> Where did that come from? My
1: asshole. Oh, well done. And Hemingway's w- dad had it cut out for him was Dave's.
2: Oh, yeah. Nice.
1: Thank you. Is that referring to his appendix or what?
3: No, I just thought what? it sounded like something that they'd call a song. <laughs> oh. They, would, you know, pick a literary figure and then write something about their dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was trying to do a pun about uh, about Oscar Wilde and call it something wild about Oscars, but then I thought it wouldn't make that much sense if you didn't see it written down, so right. I changed
1: it to Hemingway. A
2: beautiful insight
3: into a your process. Journey, <laughs> thank you, insight. thank
2: you so
1: much. I show my workings out. Uh, the tyrannical reign of King Willy Weedy was written by the House. Oh, Dave. oh curse you, House! But that was very good. Amid. Daryl Summers Night's Dream was also written by the House. What? Oh great That's writing. The two house, points f- writing for the house. house. So they were both written by uh, Darcy Nugent. Really? Incredible. Well done,
2: Darcy. That I yeah.
1: Well now Tism are back together. I'll be submitting those song titles. <laughs> <laughs> Which leaves only the correct answer. Fat boy Slim Dusty. Oh. So Jess gets another point there. It went exactly the same as first round. One point to Jess, two points to the house. Oh. Surrendous. <laughs> We're slipping behind here, mate. It's a big... Yeah, there's a big gaping
3: chasm. (laughs) Oh, just
1: like Jess's (laughs) cousin's (laughs) partner. (laughs) (laughs) Question three comes from Paige Carroll in Arizona. Uh, Question three is, which of these fish is real? So, you've just basically got to come up with a fake fish name. Name for a fake species of fish. Okay. Okay. And while you're writing your answers, here are the lyrics of the first verse of Fatboy Slim Dusty. Ecstasy's had a bad rap, the drugs okay, but the music's crap. Techno's made with computer cable, sampling machine, and an old turntable. Get a loop, then cut and paste her. Buy a trip and lick the paper. There's new school, old school, prep school too. There's DJs that nobody knew. But now they're known for doing what? Ideas, music, melody? Nup, nope. they don't sing. They're not able. They put a record on a turntable. It's beautiful stuff. When I read it, it, it really feels more like poetry than pop music. But um. so, question number three: Which of these fish is real? Is it broomfish? <laughs> Two-finned squibfish. <laughs> sarcastic fringe head oh. is it the slimy grimy mimey cock-headed dogfish <laughs> or is it daryl summers fish
2: <laughs>
3: what are the chances <laughs> so, <we're
1: laughs>
2: so we have to guess which one is real one of these six <laughs> is a
1: real fish is it broomfish two fin squibfish sarcastic fringe head the slimy, grimy, mimey, cockheaded dogfish, or Daryl Summers fish. <laughs> One of these is a real fish.
3: What's the first? Oh, what's after broom?
1: Two, uh, f- two, two fin
3: squib fish. <laughs> sounds like a Dr.
0: Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a gangster from Lockstock and Two <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's old Two Squib squib fish.
2: Old Two Fin <finned> squib fish <laughs> over here. <laughs> Who said you could show your face <laughs> in this town? <laughs>
0: By order of the peaky fucking swimfish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think, Dave, you haven't gone first yet. I mean,
3: the only one that's not extremely ridiculous is broom. And I'm like, is that in there?
2: <laughs> yeah, because there's always fish with
0: like kind of boring names. or Yeah, that look like stuff. But would a broom, <laughs> would the little brush be at the end? Or is it just uh, got the stick? It's the just long just fish? The or is it from broom?
3: <laughs> oh, is it, how's, how's broom spelled,
1: Matt? Uh. Like the, the sweeper, not the city. Okay. Okay. That's what I wanted to hear.
3: Let me lock in broom. Broom, that's
1: what I wanted to hear. <laughs> 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 All right. Dave locked they, they'd in. never
3: name it after a city,
1: but a broom.
2: That makes sense. <laughs> I'm
1: going with the 2 squib squibfish. Yeah. 2 finned, squib squibfish and bopper.
2: Um... Oh there was another one that I thought it could have been. So there
1: was sarcastic fringe head, slimy nah. grimy, mimey, cockheaded dogfish.
2: Cockheaded dogfish. <laughs>
1: yeah, cockheaded dogfish yeah. for Bob Yeah, it could be, couldn't it?
2: <laughs> Fish have weird names.
1: This is uh, And some... and
2: like when I'm right, we'll Google it and we'll be like, That is a cockheaded oh. dogfish. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They're always like you look at it, you're like, It's head. Looks like a chicken, <laughs> yeah, but its body looks like a dog.
0: Can I just check the spelling on cockheaded headed dog
1: food? Yes, C-O-C-K-H-E-A-D-E-D, mm-hmm. space, D-O-G-F-I-S-H. Yes. Okay. As okay. as expected?
0: No, that's not the one I was thinking. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell cock? <laughs> I won't lock it in.
1: All right, so let's see who answered what? Uh, Daryl Summers fish is not correct. That was written by Saran. That's good. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you get your ideas?
3: <laughs>
2: i I'd love to see how his mind
3: yeah, works. Daryl Summers. I haven't thought about him in years. <laughs>
1: uh, the slimy, grimy, mimey was Dave's. Guilty. That's
3: <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> Guilty.
1: I, I found that quite believable. Then we had the... 2 fin squib fish, which was written by The House, oh. a.k.a. Paige Carroll from Arizona in well done, this case. Paige. That's
2: a good
1: one. The, we had The Broom Fish, which was written by Jess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's a broom out there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I and forgot, then I talked you into it. I
3: forgot Jess can only write things she sees. <laughs>
1: I'm surprised it wasn't couch fish. Yeah. Or yeah,
2: rug fish. <laughs> Podcast fish. Seren fish.
1: Seren <laughs> and Dave fish.
2: Seren, Dave and Matt fish. Friend fish. <laughs>
1: So, there's two <laughs> options left. Was Jess right? No, cock-headed dogfish was written by me, the house.
2: <laughs> really? The you wrote one? cockheaded dogfish?
1: <laughs> I can't believe you picked it. <laughs> <laughs> the correct one. So, no we one... shouldn't Google it. Is that No, it? I yeah, would not Google yeah. cockheaded dogfish. The correct one was sarcastic fringe. Really? No way. Yeah. No. What a weird I just name didn't for think a fish.
2: They'd put the... I didn't think they'd, like, sometimes they'll name a fish after something it vaguely looks like, but I didn't think they'd name the fish after its vine. Vibe. Yeah, you can't give <laughs> yeah. it a mood. Yeah, it's well, a, not is, a it's not a good looking fish. fish.
1: This is another fish I wouldn't look up just because it is ugly. It is an, an ugly fish. Yeah. Okay. Um, All yeah.
2: right. So what's the score now then?
1: Well, every round's gone the same. One point to Jess. Two oh, points yeah. to the house.
2: I forgot I got a point there. Sucked in, Dave. You idiot! Look out the window <laughs> <laughs> once in a while, so, dickhead. <laughs> so just to recap, how many am I on?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, you're on zero. But I mean, it looks like it was made by Jim Henson. This fish. Have it, a look at that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a Jim Henson fish. That's ugly. Do you think it was one of those fish <laughs> that, like, they got Guardian readers to
1: name or something? Yeah, like? yeah, yeah. Oh, could be. Have a you look should at should have it. been
2: Fishy McFish fish.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I think broomfish. When it opens its mouth, look at that. Isn't that oh, uh, that's, horrendous? That's all right. That's not sarcastic at all. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So, geez, we're coming up to the halfway mark here. We're up to question number four of seven. Don't question my maths. Uh, David Chisholm from Thunder Bay in Canada writes...
2: Thunder Bay? The following
1: question. Oof. On December 23rd, 1979, what did Boston Bruin player Mike Milbury do that resulted in him being suspended for six games? Boston Bruin player, so this is in the, in the National Hockey League, ice hockey in America. What did Mike Milbury do that resulted in him being suspended for six games? Um, while you're writing your answers... For the listeners at home, here's a little bit more information about the sarcastic fringehead. According to this great website I found, wikipedia.org, the sarcastic fringehead is a small but very hardy saltwater fish that has a large mouth and aggressive territorial behavior. And that's why it's been given its common name. Because if it's aggressive territorial behavior, I don't fully connect the two there, but anyway... When two fringe heads have a territorial battle, they wrestle by pressing their distended mouths against each other. They smooch. As if they were kissing. <laughs> this allows them to determine which is the larger fish, and that establishes who's the dominant fish.
2: Oh, it's all about mouth size. Yeah. Like, I've got a bigger mouth the animal on the king kingdom. fish. Isn't the animal kingdom fascinating? Yeah, they get some things right.
1: Okay, Jess has got her answer in. And it's good. And it is good. <laughs> <laughs> good enough to fool Dave again? <laughs> Dave gets yours every time? <laughs> I,
2: I just love Jess's work. Dave's my biggest fan. I love Dave.
0: Look around the room, Dave, see if there's any inspiration. <laughs> okay.
3: What did he do?
0: Uh, he had an air conditioner TV.
2: <laughs> What's an air conditioner TV? Uh,
1: well, we're going to find out.
2: That's the future. That's what it is.
1: All right, everyone's got their answers in. Are you ready? Ready. So you got to tell me which one of these is the reason that Boston Bruins player, Mike Milbury, was suspended for six games in 1979, December 23rd. Jesus, why would they play so close to Christmas over there?
2: Yeah. It's like, don't they have holidays? Take I a know. break. Yeah, you know what I mean?
1: I know, I know exactly what you mean.
2: It's about work-life balance. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Come on, Mike Don't Milbury. you have
2: families? Friends? Don't you want presents? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Which one of these is the reason he was suspended? Smoked a cigarette on the ice while playing.
2: That is badass.
1: That's bad boy stuff. You can just imagine it poking through his helmet. I, <laughs> yeah,
2: I wouldn't suspend him for six games. I'd give him <laughs> four, six more games.
3: Yeah. yeah, I
1: would suspend everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <it> <laughs> I'm
2: thinking, but the 70s, they were probably all
1: smoking on the ice. Yeah, yeah true. Butting Nothing, it out yeah. on the ice. There's yeah. all these sort of like <laughs> melted bits of the rink. <laughs> uh, did he climb into the stands and beat a fan with his own shoe?
0: No, I think it was someone
1: else's shoe.
2: Because he's probably wearing like ice skates. Yeah, it's exactly. hard to get off Sorry, quickly. Is that, is that
0: a
1: way of saying he killed a man? <laughs> uh, did he kiss one of his opponents on the lips? Did he give the ref a massive wedgie?
4: <laughs> <laughs> massive is so
3: good.
1: Massive. <laughs> did, did he hide the puck down his pants and run off the ice? Or did he pee during the game, turning the entire rink a yellowish hue?
2: The entire (laughs) rink. What a
1: piss! That's a big piss. (laughs) So he smoked a cigarette. Uh, So that's the right answer. He did do that. He climbed into the stands,
3: (laughs) giving it away here. I will lock in, A, Please.
1: (laughs) Beat a fan with his own shoe. I think that means with the fan's own shoe. Yeah. Because you're right. He he would be wearing a skate. Yeah. Kissed one of his opponents on the lips. Uh, gave the ref a massive wedgie Hid the puck down his pants And ran off the ice Or pee during the game Turning the entire rink A yellowish hue Ooh. One of these is correct Fantastic use of the word hue there What did Mike Milbury do? Alright, I think we're, Are we up to surrender first crack? Okay Or oh, um, Jess's first crack?
2: Yeah, I think it's me oh. What are you um, thinking, Bob? Just to help you out there, Saren No, I appreciate uh, it um, I'm going to go for Beating a fan with his own shoe
1: fan of his own shoe yep. for Jess. I Surin. think
0: it's either that, or he put the puck down his pants and ran away.
2: And ran. sure they just have like they'd have other pucks. Like, why does he get suspended for that?
1: Yeah, I guess it's a bit of a faux pas to r- run away with the puck. Sure, but like, and do it's you it's suspend him for six well. games? Who knows? Like in Aussie rules footy, they used to only have one ga- ball for the game. Yeah, right. yeah. This is 1979.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah They would made
3: reckon- of pucks then, <clears throat> Jess.
1: Yeah.
0: He knew Christmas was coming up and his son, all well, he a wanted puck. for Christmas was a, puck. was a puck.
2: Daddy, can I have my own puck for Christmas? <laughs> I've been such a good boy, Daddy.
3: Who knows why he beat that guy to death with his own shoe? Probably because he stole the puck.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. That's for my son.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: my little English boy.
1: <laughs> so you're got you say puck, the puck one yeah. for Saran uh, okay. and Dave. What are the other four? What are the other four Again, going to remind me? So you got smoked a cigarette. Yeah. Kissed an opponent on the lips. Massive wedgie or peeing on and turning the whole rink a yellowish. Sometimes
2: I you, want it to be wedgie. you got to go
3: with your dreams and I want it to be wedgie. Yeah. And I want it to be a massive wedgie and I'm going to lock <laughs> that in.
2: Yeah, the massive
1: in there is massive. very funny. Uh, okay, so smoked a cigarette on the ice while playing. That was one of mine. That was the house. No Major. one picked that one. I uh, right, kiss, don't feel too bad. Kissed one of his opponents on the lips. That was Jess. And I of they're course,
2: all, she, they're all homophobic back then, right?
1: And also, Dave and I were kissing on the lips when yeah. Jess looked across the room before. <laughs> yeah. <writing her> <laughs> <laughs> That's worth the six-game ban. <laughs> uh, he uh, peeing on the rink during the game. That was Saren. Saren? Yep. <laughs> Hugh, fantastic <laughs> <Yeah>. word <laughs> Beautiful use of Hugh. Thanks. Then we had hid the puck down his pants. That's the one Saren went with. That was Dave's. Dave's first point. Thank you, Saren. Appreciate it. You're that. on the board. Uh, Dave went with giving the ref a massive wedgie. I wrote that one. So that's another point for the house. Damn you, house. Uh, Meaning that Jess was correct. Uh, The true story is he climbed into the stand and beat a fan with the fan's own shoe.
0: Six weeks he was suspended. Six weeks, yeah. Any sort of prison time?
1: Uh, Yeah, he he went away for quite a while. (laughs) Six weeks.
0: Six weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you
1: can't play
3: because you are literally behind bars.
0: We'd love to
2: have you. And we see no problem with what you did, but...
1: The law. So that is one point for the house. That is one point for Dave and one point for Jess. Saren languishing on zero, but Dave is finally on the board. Uh, And Jess is, you know, just consistently picking up a point each round. So quick score check after four rounds. Uh, Saren is on zero points. Dave is on one point. Jess is on four points, and the house is on seven points.
2: Four, oh.
0: seven. This game is is very much skewed towards the house. Yeah, the house always yeah, wins. Yeah,
1: house oh, yeah, Maybe I'll need to do it so there's one less house option. But um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a conversation we're off the mic, I guess. <laughs> All right, we're up to question number five. This one comes from Luke Perlberg from oh, New York City. Perlberg, Perlberg, no, never heard that. I love it. <laughs> and. Uh, on the form that I get people to submit their questions in, uh, I get them. I say, if you if you want to write it phonetically, so I don't stuff up this, the pronunciation of your name, Luke used that. He said, "Pearl like the jewel, Berg like what sunk Titanic." That's huh, nice, Pearlberg.
2: Yeah. So you know it's not
1: Pearl Burge. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's good to... It's yeah. not Burge, <laughs> <laughs> <P-R-l-berge. laughs> Luke P-R-l-berge. I
2: like that better, actually, but Pearlberg's fine.
1: Yeah, we'll take that as a suggestion, Luke. Um, you can zhuzh up your name a little if you however, desire. Yeah,
2: however you choose.
1: So Luke's question is, what world record has Nick Stoberl <laughs> Held since 2012. <laughs> 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 what world record has Nick Stow Burl like the thing that <laughs> struck the <eye laughs> Titanic? Toe- <laughs> what has he held since 2012? And Dave, it really feels like this is playing into your strong suit. You're a you're a big world record nerd. Are you familiar with Nick's work here?
3: Um, yes, I am. You're about to find out.
1: Okay. Uh, do you need to hear that anymore? Yeah. You I, hi, could you repeat it <laughs> So, what world record? has Nick Stoberl held since 2012? Oh, okay. Because it's just a a big world record, a modern world record. So 10 years now, Nick's held held the record for. While you're writing your answers, here's a bit more on the Mike Milbury incident. According to the Bleacher Report, uh, they wrote, Imagine getting beaten by your own shoe. Well, that was what one unlucky New York Ranger fan experienced at the hands of former Boston Bruin, Mad Mike Milbury. He got the nickname Mad from this incident. <laughs> uh, in what could be described as another incident in the long Boston-New York sports rivalry, the shoe incident, as it's now known, will long be remembered as one of the funniest, funniest moments in sport. <laughs> the incident occurred immediately at the end of a 1979 game in which the Bruins defeated the Rangers 4-3. Uh, someone from the crowd threw a tennis ball out onto the ice Stopping the Rangers from being able to score an equaliser. And then the crowd erupted. All hell broke loose when a fan took a stick and hit Bruins stand Jonathan from above the glass. Jonathan's teammate, Terry O'Reilly, immediately jumped into the stands and went after the fan. Soon other Ranger fans got involved. This prompted the Bruins to join O'Reilly in the stands to fight. Bruin Peter McNabb went after a fan. Mike Milbury, who thought the McNabb was in trouble, grabbed the fan by the <laughs> leg and in the process pulled off one of his shoes. Milbury then proceeded to hit the fan with his own shoe. <laughs> I love how this is one of the funniest incidents. One of the fun- it was hilarious. <laughs> Milbury and McNabb were suspended for six games and fined $500 and O'Reilly got suspended for eight games and was also fined $500.
3: After he beat him to... Beat him up with his own shoe. Was there blood everywhere, and the ice was turned a reddish hue. (laughs) A reddish
1: shoe. That's right. A reddish shoe.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you wonder. Did he wear his own shoe home that night?
1: Yeah. Well, that's no. He didn't. So, in another article I read about it, I went pretty deep, uh, diving, reading articles about this. Uh, Mad Mike Milbury was so upset that he then took the shoe, threw it onto the ice rink, so the fan couldn't. (laughs) Couldn't get it. And he's like, so that made me feel good knowing that he was walking home with only one shoe.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Worth every game suspension.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? So the question is, this is question five. What world record has Nick Stobel held since 2012? The longest time spent inside a supermarket freezer? <laughs> <laughs> the world's longest tongue? The highest high dive at 60 meters? The world's stretchiest skin? Oh. <laughs> That's a great reaction. <laughs> Uh, world's largest retaining wall installed by a single person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's marital status or just the fact that they were the only <laughs> one working on the job. <laughs> <He was> unmar- <laughs> unmarried whilst
2: doing it. Somebody's made a much longer one, but yeah, unfortunately he has a wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> unfortunately.
2: Yeah, he's like, fuck, Sharon, <laughs> holding me back again.
1: Or uh, the largest collection of miniature toy pandas. Oh.
2: Okay, from the top again, please.
1: Okay, so who's who's answering first? Is I think this is Soren's gets first crack here. The longest time spent inside a supermarket freezer. The world's longest tongue. Highest high dive. World's stretchiest skin. World's largest retaining wall installed by a single person. Or largest collection of miniature toy pandas.
0: Uh, I I think it's gonna be. I reckon world's stretchiest skin. Oh, yuck.
3: Look, I was also leaning that way between that one and maybe the tongue one. Because
1: I feel
0: like that's a record you you have for life.
2: Yeah, that's true. Unless somebody's stretchier, yeah.
1: <laughs> stretchier comes along. stretchier comes along. There's always someone There's stretchier always to someone come
0: stretchier. along. But yep. I feel like people with stretchy skin are probably trying to keep it to themselves. So they're not thinking yeah. about the record.
2: Oh, yeah. So they're they're shame. I don't know if you've seen
1: any issues of the the uh, World Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records. There's not a lot of shame going on in there. Um I've just realized yeah, I I, I credited this question to <laughs> Luke Perlberg. It, this was not Luke Perlberg at all. This question was written by Joff from Oh, Joff. Uh, Luke Perlberg wrote a different question that I have not included this week. <laughs>
2: Sorry, Luke. Sorry, Luke.
1: And hello, Joff. Next
2: time, uh, I'm gonna say longest tongue,
1: longest tongue for Dove.
2: I'm also saying longest tongue,
1: longest tongue for Jess. Tell us we're right, Joff. <laughs> uh, longest time spent inside a supermarket freezer that was written by me, the house. That's a great. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the largest collection of miniature toy pandas was Siren. <laughs> <laughs> How how many? I wanted it to be somewhat believable. How many yeah. were you
0: imagining? Uh, seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's too many toy pandas. So
3: yeah,
0: yeah. that's too many miniature. Like miniature. how small?
3: Yeah. How small is
1: miniature? The <laughs> record was held before that for like fifty years when someone had six. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> is anything bigger than a smaller than a giant panda miniature? <laughs>
1: Uh, the world's largest retaining wall installed by a single person was written by Dave. Thank oh. you. Now, was it marital
3: <laughs> marital status? It was, no, it's just one man. One man. One gotcha. man. One retaining wall. One uh, record to an, rule them all. Absolute, yeah, Great yeah. acting, Dave. You gave the, you gave that the biggest love. That's right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. No, I he found that the funniest. Very, very proud of no, his own work. No, I thought there. the funniest one for me was the freezer, but I had to make it look like
1: that, that was me. So <laughs> the highest high dive was Jess. I wanted to
2: be something you might pick.
1: So, so you're playing the game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: not, For to, not just mucking around. I'm just, not just a bit of a muck around.
1: So someone here is correct. It's either stretch your skin or longest tongue. <laughs> the world's stretch your skin was suggested by Joff. Oh, the correct oh. answer is world's longest tongue. So yes. a point to Dave and Jess. Yes. Wow. Nick Stromo. <laughs> yeah,
2: Nick, Nick <laughs> Stroguisman. Strobel.
1: <laughs> uh, so that's one point. Today, one point to Jess. One point to the house. Damn you! Jeez, we're getting close to the end here. Only two questions to go. This next one comes from Cat Ford from Upper Hut in New Zealand. Upper Hut. Upper Hut.
2: Get Upper Hut.
1: Cat's <laughs> question is: What obscure international holiday is celebrated on February twenty third? What obscure international holiday is celebrated on February twenty third? It's an
2: international holiday.
1: International holiday, but it's obscure. Uh, while you're writing your answers <laughs> there uh, I'll tell you a little bit of, more about <laughs> Nick the Lick Stowbell
2: Nick the Lick <laughs> That's good That uh, sucks I'm going <laughs> to look at this tongue
1: It's no hick from St. Lick But it's pretty good So this is according to An America's Got Talent fan page Look at that, Sarin. Uh Nick oh, the Lick
0: That's a long tongue
1: <laughs> Nick Felix from Monterey in that. California And he has the Guinness World Record for the longest tongue That is a long tongue He's
2: got an intense stare as well Yeah He doesn't need to
1: He could Yeah, he could let the tongue do the work yeah. uh, Get this, he's the host of Tongue Show on YouTube <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's really lent into his yeah. one thing, hasn't he?
1: Nicholas's tongue, the longest tongue <laughs> Measures 10.1 centimetres nearly four inches from its tip to the middle of the closed top lip. He auditioned on episode 1,105 of America's Got Talent. His act consisted of painting a picture of a flower with his tongue. All four judges voted no, <laughs> <laughs> eliminating him from the competition.
3: Immediately, get off.
2: I looked up Nick Stobel net worth $16 million. Whoa. Whoa. And whoa, you know whoa, these whoa. things are always very accurate.
3: Yes. I'm looking at like... There's another guy with a long tongue that's almost as long, and it says, meet the guy that can lick his own elbow. I you can, can do, do that. that. I can do that, and I didn't even have a long tongue. Just saying. <laughs> Just fucking saying. Where's my $16 million?
1: <laughs> Everyone's got their answers in. Here we go. So, we've got six options. Okay. What obscure international holiday is celebrated on February 23rd? Be Kind to Lawyers Day, (laughs) International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day, World Penguin Day, (gasps) Live Like a Bird Day, Daryl Summers Day, (laughs) or International Virgins Day?
2: Well, Dave, obviously you'd know when that one is. (laughs) It's
0: not in February, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense because it's nine days after Valentine's exactly. Day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. They had eight days to organise and then...
1: <laughs> yeah, they finally have to come to grips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not happening. It's nine not happening. days. So I can't call this delayed Valentine's <laughs> Day anymore. It is still a V day, but unfortunately.
3: <laughs> so I got kind. Be
1: Kind to Lawyers Day, International Dog Biscuit Day, World Penguin Day, Live Like a Bird Day, International Virgins Day or Daryl Summers Day. <laughs> It's your day.
3: It's Daryl Summers' day. Uh, Dave, that's the theme to uh, Woman's Day. For anyone wondering,
1: <laughs> um, I'm the going... theme to Woman's Day. The magazine. <laughs> remember the ads. Okay. <laughs> anyone... i like, did you mean you're reading and you're singing it to yourself? It's
2: my day.
1: <laughs> Magazines don't have themes. It's... I love you, Woman's Day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're my best friend. Uh, is it my turn to go first?
3: Yeah, what do you reckon? I'm going to go International Lawyers Day. No, be, be kind nice to Lawyers, to lawyers day. day. Yes. That
1: sucks. Right. <laughs> Jess, what do you reckon? I'm
2: going to go for Penguin Day. World just because I hope it's true. But Fantastic. I also hope that Act Like a Bird Day is a thing. <laughs> live like a bird. <laughs> live, like a bird. <laughs> live like a bird. Yeah, live like a bird. <laughs> what are you doing on <laughs> <in> your nest? <laughs> 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 Vomiting your kid's mouth. <laughs> Forage for worms.
1: <laughs> what are you thinking, Saran? I think it's Penguin Day as well. Two for Penguin Day.
2: Nobody thinks it's Virgin Day. Oh, <laughs>
1: come on. <laughs> Is that you, Jess? Uh, all right. right, <laughs> <laughs> let's. I reckon you could... <laughs> it's funny. By the question six, you could almost guess who's written what. Yeah, Um,
2: I'm getting a good sense Of Saren's style
1: (laughs) Daryl Summers Day Was written by Saren Oh, I'm actually not getting A sense of your style then
0: But I was just looking Out the window And Daryl
3: Summers
1: (laughs) (laughs) International Virgins Day Was written by Jess Yeah, I thought That would Uh, trap Dave Yeah, yeah, he's trying to Bring
3: me down Have a crack All right. He
2: was like There's a day for us I could meet (laughs)
1: Like-minded people Saren, I want you to know I'm not a virgin I need you to know He's always protesting I'm always saying I'll provide proof
3: he I'm threatening
1: To provide proof But
4: much. it's like
0: International Virgin's Day As well So I wonder if you're You've lost your virginity Here in Australia But they oh, might not Recognize yes. that When yes, you go to America You've you got get your V-card in <laughs> America For instance <laughs> you, <laughs> you got to get that
2: stamped <laughs> <laughs>
3: you really got to prove it
1: uh, Live like a bird day That was mine That's fun <laughs> the house. That is fun we had be kind to lawyers day. Dave selected that. That was also the house. Oh, good one, house. But that was that was written uh, by Catford and is a real day, just not on Feb twenty oh, third. That's
0: good. We might be on here. We might be. Jess.
1: Is there two left? There are two left.
2: Oh, I, we might not be on either
1: here. penguin or dog biscuit day. <laughs>
2: why the fu- Why would it be for dog biscuit? <laughs> dog biscuit but is it if it's by a dog biscuit company or something?
1: World Penguin Day was written by Dave. Two points to oh, Dave. Ah, thank, thank you. And you the walked correct, right into that trap. <laughs> the correct answer was oh, International imagine. Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day. So that is two what? points to Dave, one point to the house. Okay,
2: so hang on, hang on, hang on. When we have these international days, right? Who? Okay. Well, okay, hang on a
1: second. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Do dogs have calendars? Oh.
1: Good Can question. dogs read? Okay.
2: Is there a day dogs don't appreciate dog biscuits?
1: <laughs> well, let, let me put this to you. Do dog biscuits have calendars? Do dog biscuits read? No. You know what I mean? Oh, no, that's also true. Yeah, they also don't. <laughs> I like thought I a, had you for a second.
2: It's a bullshit day. It's a bullshit, day. Yeah, it's a bullshit, a bullshit day. day made up to sell more dog biscuits. I think we should change it to Virgin's Day and get Dave some friends.
1: Oh, that's beautiful!
3: Did you look up when International Virgins Day is? Let me February
0: twenty ninth.
2: <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's a day after Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, day of the Virg oh Day of the Virgin of Guadalupe. I think that's a <laughs> that's, religious. That's like. <laughs> that's a religious celebration. Yeah, <laughs> National Virgin Day is on the tenth of June.
2: Yeah, June feels about right. Yeah. <laughs> June. June's got a real virgin feel. <laughs> got a Virgin vibe there.
1: All right, so I'll tell everyone a bit more about Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day while you're writing your answer to the final question. Great. And we we'll, we like to um, finish with a movie synopsis question. Oh, God. I'd
0: love to get on the board here.
3: Oh, so. yeah, is Seren still on zero?
1: So, uh, a yeah, quick uh, score check. We've got surround on <laughs> zero, Dave on four, Jess on five, and The House on nine. So nine. how many
2: points is this last one worth?
1: Uh, let's go double points. Sixty. Triple no. points? 60. It's Triple points. 60 so nine points nine points up for grabs max. Triple points last round, okay?
2: Oh, that's exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, only because you are so nasty, Bob. Um, <laughs> so this final question comes from Matt Rowe from Stanmore in New South Wales. What is the synopsis of the 1990 fantasy epic film Time Barbarians?
2: Time of barbarians. Time, Time barbarians. barbarians.
1: And it's, it's hard to say that.
2: T h y m e. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. 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 Time barbarians. No. T i m e barbarians. So while you're writing your answers down, here's some more info. And what year was this film? 1990. The okay. year of your birth.
2: A good year. <laughs>
1: uh, according to nationaltoday.com. No one quite knows the origin of this wag-tastic holiday. I hate this article already. But we all know that dogs love these treats. We all know that. If anyone loves dog treats, it's dogs. Created in the mid-19th century by American James Spratt, the cake-like biscuit comprised of meat, grains and vegetables have evolved over time but are still dogs' favourite reward. So let's raise a baked treat to International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day and our companions who love them. Now, if you're out there going, how do you celebrate International Dog Appreciation Day? Luckily, the website nationaltoday.com has a few suggestions, including call, text, email, or tweet your friends and have them join you for a doggy play date. Don't know if they needed to, like, they could just say contact your friends. Call, text, email, or tweet. Only those options. Or another suggestion they say is get festive, get messy, get decorative. Invite some friends, buy plain dog biscuits, grab dog safe decorating icing and let your creativity flow. Reward the best decorated and then let your dogs enjoy. Fuck, that sounds like that. It does sound like fun. It's a shame we can only do it once a year. Um. They are still writing their answers here.
3: Mine is in. So we can have a little chat if you like.
1: Oh, I'd love to have a chat. You're a dog man or you're an owner of a dog. You're not a part dog, part man.
3: Uh, No, I wish I was. I um, (laughs) I do know. I do have a dog and I do appreciate a good dog biscuit, but I don't think a full day needs to be devoted. Okay. Maybe a morning.
2: Yes, exactly. A little breakfast. A morning tea. Yeah.
3: And it's just dog food. And it makes you appreciate, your dog appreciates it, but also makes you appreciate human food.
2: Yeah, you're like, can't wait to get out of this morning yeah, this and sucks. go have some actual breakfast. Oh yeah, goodness. But also, what am I feeding my dog? Wow. Hey, ah, he's a dog, he eats his own shit. Yeah. And um, thankfully that's not on the menu today. Saran, does your dog eat shit? <laughs> Often. Actually, yeah. yeah. Why do they like shit so Wombat much? Wombat shit. Yeah.
0: Possum.
1: I'm in a room with three dog owners.
2: We love dogs.
1: I love dogs as well. So I just live with Saran for a week. And fell in love with his dog Larry, Laddie Bird. What are we call <laughs> Larry Dean? Laddie Dean, <laughs> little doggy Dean. Man, I fell in love with that freaking dog. Larry's a, a great name, such too. Such a great dog, great name, great dog. Loved everything about him. <coughs> He's right. a beautiful little. Larry.
2: Larry's a rescue. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Already named Larry, or did no, you name
1: him? His right? name was Tonka.
2: Oh, that's pretty cute. Him? But Larry's
0: great. Yeah, Larry. Tonka Tonka was too close to our old dog, Chunky. Okay, yeah. And we were emotional about that.
2: Yeah, too hard. One of my favourite dogs is this cheeky little dog in our local park. It's this old guy. He's not old. He's like maybe in his 60s, this guy with two little fluffy Maltese dogs. And I don't know what one of them is called because she behaves. But I know what the other one is because he's naughty and he's always on the wrong side of the park as they're trying to leave. And it's just this grown man going... (laughs) <laughs> and I find it funny every time That's
0: that's so cute I, they, There's a dog Near the park <laughs> Where we take Larry And he They're always barking it, They hate each other mm. And the owner is An older lady as well And she's always trying To restrain her dog And for ages, I thought that her dog was also called Larry because she was going Larry. Or I thought she knew my dog's oh. name, but her dog's called Harry. Harry so and Larry—they oh, Larry and, and hate, Harry, each they other. hate each other. Because
2: imagine how cute that would be if they were best friends. Yeah, my dog's best friend's name is Nelson.
0: <laughs> you gotta call your dog <laughs> Nelson.
2: Schmelson. Yeah, it's very cute.
1: <laughs> right, all the answers are Dave, in.
2: Dave, what's your dog's best friend's name? Is it Dave?
3: Yes, it is. <laughs> Humphrey and Little Dave. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me <How are you laughs> what you call yourself. <laughs>
2: Hello, I'm Little Dave. <laughs> I'm my dog's only friend. <laughs> just, my son's too thin,
0: <laughs> squidfish. I mean, my dad. <laughs> oh,
4: fuck. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful character to get you just one created <laughs> this for us.
1: So, here's the final question. Question number seven. What is the synopsis of the 1990 fantasy epic... Time barbarians, and we're happy with triple points here. Everyone okay with that? Triple points. Anyone right. can win. Can I
0: add a word to mine? Yeah. I, yeah. Cool.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Is I it at the that, end, or do you have that to rewrite? You have points? to rewrite
2: it. <laughs> yeah. You're rewriting the whole thing.
0: No, I'm just. It, you should be able to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> him. Honestly, not the triple points.
1: <laughs> I think mate. you need to make
2: it very clear. Matt's uh,
1: no, a bit I think of I, can, an idiot. I can. make. I think I can make that He's work. He's
2: going to just put that at the end. He's I'll say, sorry, then and then
1: Soren was- said another thing, and this is it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, sorry,
2: I just have to read the second part of Soren's message.
1: Oh, uh, all right. I mean... I
0: forgot it was a fantasy epic, that's what...
1: <laughs> okay. Here are your options. A wealthy man uses a time machine to kidnap primitive humans to display in his museum. Soon, a schoolboy befriends one of the young barbarians, and they discover they have a lot in common before hatching a plan to return everyone to their own times. Everyone. <laughs> do I imagine, like... Not a lot of work required for most of the world. <laughs> yeah, most of them are there already. We're still counting that. <laughs> We're still counting. Yeah, we put them in their own time. We l- let them remain in their own time. That's option one. Two, we've got an evil wizard kills a barbarian queen and escapes through a time portal... To modern-day L.A. Mm. The warrior king chases the wizard through time, seeking revenge. Instead, finds himself trapped in a world he doesn't understand. Jesus
2: Christ.
1: That's option two. Option three. Time's up for three barbers named Ian. (laughs) 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 Three, Three barbers named Ian. When their scissors go blunt. Forcing them to sell their shop and join a time-travelling circus.
2: <laughs> you can just sharpen your scissors. Ian. There's, like, there's people that go around to hairdressers and sharpen them for you. Why do three people called
3: Ian work together? <laughs> what are the odds? What are the <laughs> chances <laughs> that are all hairdressers?
1: <laughs> Barbara, Ian. Forcing them to sell their shop <laughs> and join a time-travelling circus. <laughs> 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 They're scissors them. There's no other option, Sirend. So, what do you
2: reckon of this one? It's good, isn't
0: it? I would like to know how um, time barbarian is spelt. Actually, <laughs> um,
1: nah, I can't be Sirend. There's no mention of Daryl Summers playing the lead. <laughs> time barbarians. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, that's option three. Option four Dr. Mitchell Brody makes a scientific breakthrough in time travel, but a small group of barbarians <laughs> end up stumbling into his time portal and find themselves in modern day New York. Oh,
2: it's another modern day, like modern day one. Yeah,
1: they've all, have they all been time traveling so far? I guess the time is pretty, yeah. St- yeah, it's pretty strongly yeah. putting that idea out there. Uh, so that's option four. Option five A barbarian outcast. Shunned for being gifted with brains rather than brawn Discovers the secret to time travel When his tribe is slaughtered by Romans He must travel through time to save them And if he's lucky Find himself in the process (laughs) (laughs) Or final option number six The caveman and his dog are thawed in 1960s Mongolia At first the local people... (laughs)
2: Okay, so we found Dave's. (laughs) We don't know that. We do know it. (laughs) We know for sure.
1: At first the legal people are fascinated, but everything goes (laughs) I'm so sorry because this is a real this could be the real one. At first the local people are fascinated, but everything goes a bit skew when he reveals his insatiable thirst for blood. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> Is it more it's to that than that's that? it? Okay. okay,
1: so we've got uh <laughs> so that's all six. So you've got the wealthy uh, museum owner who uses a time machine. <laughs> we've got an evil wizard who uses a time machine. <laughs> We've got uh, three barbers named Ian, who,
3: <laughs> who, <laughs> who, were, in,
1: forced. who were forced <laughs> to join a time-travelling circus. Uh, we've got uh, Dr. Mitchell Brody making a breakthrough in time travel, ending up in modern-day New York. Um, oh, no, sorry. He's already in modern-day New York. The small group of barbarians end up stumbling into the time portal. Got uh, the a barbarian outcast, shunned for being gifted with brains rather than brawn, who if he's lucky he will find himself in the process or a caveman and his dog who were thawed (laughs) in the 1960s in Mongolia. And At first the people are fascinated but everything goes a bit if when he reveals his insatiable thirst for blood. There's no I mean I would say that the the one that stands out to me is the barber's named Ian. The rest feel like they're all equally believable or not believable. The but probably the one that's most believable is that one about the barbers. But that's my thoughts, and I'm not really playing. And yeah, I don't, I don't wanna,
2: know why I, you know—the yeah, well, need. Really trying to.
1: I don't want to push anyone in any particular here's direction. The, here's
2: the problem, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident I know the actual answer.
1: Oh, you know the movie?
2: I think. I think so. Well, or I have. I. I can have a stab here. Um. So. So. so and. I, so. If I could get triple point, like I could win this. Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. Anyway, yeah. but barbers named Ian.
1: You're pretty sure that's the real one.
2: It deserves oh, okay. my points. You know what oh, I mean?
1: Oh, tricky. So who, who are we up to to go first here? I
0: think it's Dave.
1: Dave, all right, Dave. What are you locking in? Um, Dr. Mitchell. Dr. Mitchell for Dave.
0: Okay,
2: well, if he's going to have a real crack, then I'm going to go for option number two, the
0: wizard.
1: Evil wizard for Jess. Okay. And Saran
0: I want to just point out that... It- it, a little bit of um, a bias I have. Bias is the wrong word, but I have seen this film. Oh, okay, and it's definitely the barber's named Ian. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> I'm going to lock forced in. Forced to close. <laughs> I think it's um, uh, the one where he finds himself in the hopefully where he the finds outcast
1: him. in the process. But ba- the uh, barber and outcast. outcast. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's what surround's going for Alright, let's go through the answers we should have
2: all, like We should have all worked together there Just to beat the house Because oh. I think the house will still take it
1: True Because well, we can't about the all house. be right, can we? No But we
0: think you're right Because you, you know the film Have you seen this movie?
2: Maybe
1: oh. oh, So firstly, Dave wrote The caveman is dog of thought in 1960s <laughs> I've got to the point Because in all it, we, We've done this live a few times and I've, we've done a few uh, for Patreon mm. and it's become like, what's that thing where you, it's like a, a Pavlovian response where I see you've written a film synopsis and I'm just ready to laugh. Thanks. <laughs> so I'm like absolutely selling you out before we've, you've had Honestly, any chance. It's it's a privilege to see you crack. <laughs> uh, and see your crack. To see your crack. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, <it laughs> am I, am, is that right? Pavlovian response? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Saran went for, I, and this is a beautifully written one, but this one was written by the house. I'm afraid, Saran, the one you went for there, that Matt Rowe from Stanmore wrote that one, and that feels very. I reckon I would have picked that one too. Shunned for being gifted with brains rather than brawn.
0: The only thing that made me think maybe it's not that is the last sentence, which
1: is the bit that I I added that in to try to think because oh. that made me. I thought that was funny to that whenever somebody says something like that. That's funny that that was the only thing that they was throwing it. me off the scent. His yeah. his ones were too well written. I dumbed them down a oh, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like genuinely cuz I'm like these are too good. <laughs> he is too talented. Uh then Dave oh, sorry, sirens was yes, the three barbers named Dave. Was it?
0: Was
2: it? <laughs> That's one of the best things I've ever so heard in good. my life.
0: Can I just point out that they initially, in the first draft, they were just going to join a travelling circus, <laughs> and then time Matt reminded traveling. me that it's a fantasy epic, so I <laughs> had <laughs> to make it a time travelling. Holy circus. shit, that was so good. Force them,
2: Dave. We fucked up there. We should have both gone for that. Soren just right. sw- winning at the end, you taking the, the win. Point. That is incredible. That is uh, so funny. they are three barbers <laughs> named Ian. They're scissors. He loves it. They're scissors blunt. What, what are you going to do, do in that
1: situation? I well, you're I mean, It's like my hands are tied. I'm going to have to join a time-travelling circus. Holy I've shit. I've got no transferable skills. So.
2: That's so
1: good. Uh, the House also wrote The Wealthy Man with the museum. Um, oh, also, yeah. it's Dr. Mitchell, is it? That That means. Well,
0: one of you are correct, I think.
1: One of you two are correct. Wow. But Jess wrote Dr. Mitchell, giving Jess three points there. Fantastic. And Jess also got the correct (gasps) one, getting another three points. So that's six points to Jess, (gasps) three points to the house. Oh, Oh, you're. It is so close. Saran finishes on zero points. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Dave on four points. Jess on 11 points But the house Wins on 12 points No Damn damn you house house. Damn you When we did the live episode And the crowd booed Every time the house Score Mm. came out That made me feel so So good (laughs) I'm like That was the night I'm like There might be someone In this show (laughs) Love a villain And I'm I'm rarely the villain Because I'm such a nice guy Famously nice (laughs) Too nice Oh thanks for going with me there (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. I thought you you all played brilliantly well. Uh, This game doesn't necessarily always reward good writing, Seren. You got zero points, but you provided so much entertainment. Where can people find you if they want to?
0: Uh, On Instagram, at Seren Comedy, and um, soon to be on Channel 31, a show with Mm -hmm. Matt Stewart called Good tucker
1: i'm looking forward to that getting out there dave where can people find you
0: uh people can listen to my voice every week on our other
3: podcast do go on history podcast and my other uh, show is called book cheat it's a book club podcast where i've read a classic book so you don't have to bother i'll tell you about it
1: really our little podcast network has everything you need we've got shows about history literature music Trivia. Okay. Now we sound and boring. Monkeys. We sound so boring. <laughs> and monkeys. You forgot the monkeys bit. Oh. I have made that history. <laughs> history. Sounds like Literature. we're all, we got all pieces of the bloody trivial pursuit. We're all the oh,
2: worst yeah. fucking classes at high school. Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I liked monkey. Oh, body. I got no. dog,
1: double monkey after lunch. Double monkey. <laughs> Jess, how about you? Where can people find you?
2: People can find me on Instagram at Jess Perkins and on Do Go On, which, yeah, I guess it's a little bit of history, but it's mostly comedy and friendship. Um, and you can also hear me on Simply the Jest. I am the titular Jest. And uh, we hear stories from Australia's wackiest callers. It's a lot of fun. Check it out.
1: Uh, just quickly before we go, here's uh, th- there were very few Time Barbarian reviews online but Bill Gibran of dvdtalk.com gave the film three stars saying time barbarians is a total hoot a helplessly ham fisted mess of a movie he loved it that sounds great enough to give it three stars out of five thanks so much everyone for listening as we are a new show it'd be great if you could help get the word out there please give us a five star review and tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it this has been who knew it with Matt Stewart I need a sign off any ideas How do I I finish this show?
0: Snap back to the Wednesday sun.
1: (laughs) That is too deeply in jokey. (laughs) What (laughs) about something
0: like? uh, (laughs) What
3: about who knew it? Turns out it was the house. Oh, Oh, yeah. Or whoever the winner was.
1: was. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I like that. Who knew it? Turns out this week it was the house. (laughs) Good day, everybody.
0: I prefer Dave. You always add an extra thing <laughs> on the end. It just ruins
2: the <laughs> He just panics uh, and uh, a <laughs> uh, broom. Uh, <laughs> that <window>. was you. <laughs> <laughs>